what Keep Kids Alive is all about. It's all about preserving relationships. My history is thinking about how this message can go more far away than just local. And just outside to the school, follower school, it was our sign, Chapter Speak. It was wonderful. I took a picture and I feel like, wow. Definitely it wasn't a local event. Much of the wisdom that I've seen in my years working in government and it's the simplest wisdom it has come from children. So that is something that I really uh, would like to see more as part of this, this effort. We always say the best relationships move at the speed of trust. And, you know, trust comes from connectivity and knowing each other. They brought in the young people. Well, that educated their parents. But it's at the core, you know, we had the banners up at the middle school itself, and those parents were, were educated and involved. I'm Tom Everson. I'm the executive director and founder of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25. We're a nonprofit that works on traffic safety education issues uh, based in Omaha, Nebraska. And our mission is simply to help make streets safer for all who walk, cycle, play, drive, and ride. So that's all of us. Something unique happened in uh, August of 2020. I received an email from a representative of the charitable wing of uh, General Motors asking if we might partner with them on a uh, grant project. In working with communities around the country that may not get much attention when it comes to traffic safety issues in terms of being able to mobilize on a grassroots level to bring residents together to make an impact, to make a difference in what's happening on and around roadways in their community. And so uh, one of the caveats with General Motors is that I needed to be working with cities that they had a presence in. And so we have three uh, initiatives that we began in late 2020, but to have been refunded for, not that we gave the money back, uh, but we've been funded again, I should say, for a second year to work on these projects in Phoenix and St. Louis and uh, the Detroit area. And so today, joining us from uh, Phoenix are uh, three of our partners, Teresa Sosa. She works with the Perry Park neighborhood, which is one of our partners in Phoenix. And she'll be able to share a little bit about the story of how our project came to be there. And uh, Mylan Pankowitz, who is the pedestrian safety coordinator for the transportation department for the city of Phoenix. Mylan was uh, particularly helpful in uh, being a contact to help us to connect with both the Perry Park and the Estrella neighborhoods, which are our two partners in Phoenix. And then uh, Eric Cole is with Arizona State University. Eric, remind me what department you're in with Arizona State. Sure. It's the design studio for community solutions. And we are in the Watts College of Public Service and Community Solutions. Okay. What typically does the community outreach or how does that happen through the design college? So we are first, uh, we've only been around for three years and our first big project uh, has been to focus in the Maryvale uh, community. 
And I would say we're kind of a comprehensive place-based systems integrator uh, with the community. Um, we certainly are not showing up and saying, hey, you know, we're here from the university and we know all the answers. We're trying to listen and understand the community's needs and then provide resources and supports uh, as needed. You know, and, uh, you know, for us, that's a good preface for our conversation because, you know, one of the things that I think is a mistake that's made by local officials, folks who come up with ideas, it's like, well, here's the solution to your problem. Let me come in and tell you what I'm going to do or what we're going to do is going to solve your problem without any input from the community itself. And so our projects in uh, Phoenix with Perry Park and with the Australia Neighborhoods you know, to me, they've grown from the ground up. There wasn't a sense going in that it needed to fit some kind of a formula that maybe had happened in another community somewhere else in the United States, but that there are two premises that I had going in. One is, is that residents, people who live right in the neighborhood, they actually know what the problems are. They see them, they experience them. And then also growing out of that is just the idea that the solutions lie within the community as well. And so we began a series of Zoom conversations uh, over several months so that our partners could begin to just talk about not only what the issues are, but as they thought creatively about how to address those concerns, what might we do? And so, Teresa, I want to invite you into the conversation by just talking about Perry Park, how big a neighborhood is Perry Park? Uh, what were some of the concerns you had about traffic safety, maybe in particular speed? And just let you tell the story of, of what's happened in Perry Park. Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Teresa Sosa, and I am a coordinator on the Perry Park neighborhood. And well, yes, our neighborhood it's a beautiful neighborhood, and one of the big concerns, the traffic, speed uh, traffic, and mostly because we are around a park, where it uh, definitely gets around always. It's uh, really difficult to handle or to give education to the community, you know, to think about kids and, and feel safe. Families, when they're going, gotta go and cross the street to go to the park, you know, and moms, probably single moms or just the mom with kids and, you know, how they can feel safe with more than two kids with them. Usually the community talk about speed on the street, like a really high speed. And at this time, I can say nice, but probably it's more, more than nice. Uh, how the community start to get the message and, and they receive and accept it. Even not just, we are trying to give this information definitely to the, the people driving, the drivers, but I can notice is the most bigger how we can give that message even to the youngers. One of the very nice experience, and I really like it, we've been at the park and then someone passed speeding really fast. And one of our youngers just expressed very easy 
check your speed. I like that because they're our future drivers. So we are going, uh, giving this education for even to the future generations. You know, as we had conversations about what the campaign would be in Perry Park, you decided on a phrase, which you already mentioned, that the community decided this would be our, our phrase that we would use for our campaign. And then uh, maybe how some of the artwork came about to go with that phrase, you know, where that came from and what it symbolizes. It wasn't easy. When we started with, but this is our first campaign. We never even uh, know about it, how to do it, how it started. So when we've been talking about it, we had many ideas, many different ideas for little ones, you know, for toddlers. So everybody start to thinking ideas, but we have to think like something specific that we can use like easy and give the easy message and easy to receive, not many different colors, you know. So. Our young leaders have a different kind of um, ideas and we put it on the table. And one of those is to think about is something representative for our park and there's something representative our community easy. And the, we've been asking for the thing is watching around. That's how come the idea about from the park, a bird watching like a big eyes and the message, you know, and thinking like it has this easy to find that what are we talking about it? Speed, you know, so that's how come true our design. Okay. And campaign that you adopted was check your speed, which is one of our keep kids alive, drive 25 campaigns. But you really made it your own, especially through the design of, of the logo. Uh, and you had mentioned a bird and the bird being an owl with huge eyes. And can you say something about why the eyes are important within the community? For our children, when we are taking something, probably our kids, we are used, and I, actually, I guess it's uh, many cultures use, like I'm checking easy just to show the eyes to the other, like I'm watching you, right? So we are thinking this specific, it was important to you, even you are driving, you notice those big eyes watching you, you know? So, and have the speed on the top to notice how high speeding that people. So like, I'm watching you. To kind of put the package together for the, our listeners, uh, the design for their logo uh, is an owl with big eyes that is watching you. And there's a little speedometer on the top. And uh, so kind of a reminder to, you know, check your speed, literally. Teresa, can you give us the translation in Spanish of check your speed that you used? Checa tu velocidad. But on Spanish, there's something easy for us. The message, like more common on us, is like, ojo con tu velocidad. So that I mean is like our, your eye on your speed. Ojo con tu velocidad. Okay, thank you very much.
you know, for our listeners too, uh, you know, each of our campaigns in Phoenix were done bilingually. The signage that was used, each of the neighborhoods, both Perry Park and Estrella, decided to utilize yard signs to help get the message out, but also had some very uh, colorful t-shirts that were printed up that people can wear. And I know in Perry Park, you also did magnets and you did static cling decals that could be put on car windows. And just maybe a little aside, uh, I I have your magnet. It's on the back of my car. It's been there ever since I came back (laughs) from Phoenix. So I proudly drive that around Omaha. Well, Mylin, if you don't mind me bringing you into the conversation to talk maybe a little bit about your role with the city of Phoenix and being a, a really a connector for us, because to me, you played a real pivotal role in connecting us with uh, neighborhoods to work with, but also you served as our translator on uh, all of these uh, Zoom calls as well. Sure. Thank you, Tom. Um, like you said, my name is Mylen Penkiewicz. I'm the pedestrian safety coordinator for the city of Phoenix. Unfortunately, the city of Phoenix consistently ranks third in fatal collisions every year. Half of those collisions tend to be pedestrian related collisions. So uh, the city of Phoenix recently created an office of pedestrian safety to uh, help address more of those issues. We have dedicated funding for hotspots within the city where we see a lot of collisions. And I tend to be the contact for our communities uh, within the city that only speak Spanish, being the one of the few bilingual Spanish speakers in our department. And I had made contact with both Teresa from Perry Park and Rosa from the Estrella Supermoms They both had uh, their specific concerns related to speeding and uh, pedestrian safety throughout their neighborhoods. And I really saw in both these groups really high level of coordination at a neighborhood level, knowing the resources, really being well connected within their communities, which we've received concerns from all over the city. But uh, it is rare to see that communities are so interconnected and so tuned into what is happening and working together to solve issues. So, Tom, when you reached out to me and you offered um, this grant and you said you were looking for communities, I immediately thought of these two communities, one on the very east side of Phoenix, which is Perry Park, the other one on the west side, uh, which are the straight super moms that had a lot of concerns along 75th Avenue in regards to speeding and school children crossing. So I spoke to our director. He did recommend both items through council. So our recommendations through council in case that they had any other groups that they were thinking about, but they unanimously agreed to allow these two communities to move forward with the grant uh, with the explanation that we were just going to be the coordinators here. And of course, it was up to the community to create their own campaign and of course, bring up any issues that we could resolve um, at our level in the city. So it has been a really exciting project um, at the city of Phoenix. We deal with traffic and traffic issues and what we call the four E's of traffic safety, which are evaluation of issues, engineering of solution, education, which is the one that we usually have a hard time coming up with a lot of solutions and also enforcement. So 
it was really nice to see the education piece coming together and not just our own message to our residents, but a message that is created by our residents. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, I guess the word I would use is facilitating this process in, in some different ways, but it was so key to be able to have partners like Teresa and like Rosa, like Gail from the, uh, is it the Maricopa County Health Department? with Eric uh, joining us, as well as uh, Christopher Gallegos, who is with the uh, Phoenix Police Department and with the uh, Estrella Supermoms in concert with them, came up with a little tool that they created to hand out at traffic stops. I guess the simplest way that I could put it for myself is that oftentimes when folks are pulled over, you know, they may get nervous about what what's this encounter going to be like. And what Christopher had come up with is a, a little pamphlet that actually gave them some information about speeding and basically invites motorists to become part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Because from an educational standpoint, we're constantly looking at uh, behaviors that contribute to unsafe conditions on and along roadways. And so by the Phoenix Police Department uh, getting involved in uh, Christopher in particular, uh, coming up with this idea that could help engage the community further in a positive way. I always like to say, uh, when I had my first conversation with Christopher, he said, well, I may be a cop, but I know more like to be pulled over than anybody that I would pull over. And so putting that in context is, is having the empathy for the motorist in the first place and recognizing that this is a connecting point to really engage motorists again and to me, it's answering the question, am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? I think, too, uh, and Teresa, if you want to speak to this at all, we were able to engage local businesses in the process as well, because everything that was created to get these campaigns off the ground was created through local businesses. So, Teresa, can you say something about the business that you worked with? Yes, definitely the work with a local business and help me all about this design. It was great. It makes me learn about it. What I have to say, thank you about it. And it was great because the local printer, you know, they know that the community, the Latino community. So one of the great thing, I really like it. Uh, he suggested the best color for the t-shirts, the more easy, and that's going to help us on the cost. And it was, I feel very comfortable to ask about the changes, what we needed, what, it, what it he thinks or, or recommended on our design and how it works for the designs too, because I I didn't know or we didn't know about anything about it. So it was great to have that easy contact with imprenta of our area. So, and the community feels the same. It feels good just to say that we are working with our community, like our family. So I definitely, it was very helpful. Well, in uh, you're talking about community and a sense of family, Teresa, you can certainly talk about this. When we had the kickoff event at Perry Park, who were the partners that were involved and how did that happen? Oh, 
that it was a great band. We had definitely parks and recreations, city of Phoenix. We had the police department. We had Mylene with traffic permit. She'd been around with us too. And we have uh, Parker Rex and Maricopa County as well. And we have Salud and Balance Community Center. And we all work together and we it had like a great work. I definitely, a family event. You know, having been there uh, myself, this was back in September of 2021, uh, we had the kickoff at Perry Park and with the Check Your Speed campaign, you know, for me, one of the most enjoyable pieces of the evening was uh, the kids who were out there. And several of them were interviewed on one of the Spanish language uh, radio stations for a program there. And uh, their enthusiasm for addressing the issues and uh, being spokespeople it was just tremendous. Yeah. Uh, the kids, they're totally uh, around in ball and with everything, even just to sit up the whole staff at the park and playing around. They've been totally part of the event. We have our other partner. There is a group of the kids that they have a program at their radio. And they're being interested on our event because they're being talking about kids, about safety for kids. So they feel like it, it is very important and it's one of their topics on the radio and talk with the kids, you know, with the community. So they made one of um record and they had on the on their page. Uh, Facebook and other pages and talk about this event. And they feel like how important it is to pass this message to the drivers. But like I said, when I start at the same with the kids, you know, like education as education. So recognizing that engaging uh, young people in a process like this for uh, a community campaign it can be important, too, to set them up, hopefully, for future success when they become drivers themselves, that they're actually thinking about, you know, what happens uh, on the long roadways. And, you know, for our listeners, too, uh, just give some sense of scale of Harry Park. Would it be safe to say it's about two blocks long on each side? You've got about eight, eight square blocks that make up the area of the park. So, you know, it's a significant space that is a community space. Uh, you know, that soccer games are going on there. Zumba happens there. You know, but there are a lot of recreation programs happening in the park and just general use by people in the neighborhood. And so it really is a, a, was a great place to have as a focal point for the kickoff of the campaign. And it was good to see so many community partners come out. And, uh, you know, again, when we think about how do we organize, how do we create a community-based traffic safety campaign, is to recognize you really can't have too many partners. The more people that you invite in to be part of the solution, then the more energy and the more ownership happens within the community as well. So, Eric, I want to kind of bring you in here from your perspective, uh, you know, in working with the Maryvale area of Phoenix, 
What comments or insights might you have in terms of the projects like these that we've been working to initiate in Phoenix? Sure. It's great to be with you. We really do enjoy our work with the Estrella Supermoms in Maryvale. Maryvale is a pretty big neighborhood in Western Phoenix. And so we have done a lot of work initially around just kind of listening uh, for community concerns and safety, crossing the street, you know, getting to work, uh, getting to public transportation is a real concern in the neighborhood. I think we've already talked about some of the the big challenges Phoenix has with uh, pedestrian accidents. So we heard it loud and clear from young people, from parents with young children, and then also from the schools themselves and concerns about, you know, school zones where speeding happens or areas where you have a park, a school and uh, other community amenities um, where there's a lot of speeding and a lot of accidents uh, that occur. I would say that, you know, one of the great things that the Estrella Supermoms do is really bring people together and not just, yes, on the community side of things, but also on the, you know, government decision maker side of things, right? They were able to bring together the school district. Uh, we already had the city at the table, but they were also able to bring in the police department. You mentioned the police's role. The super moms maintain a really strong relationship with the police department. And then also, you know, they've they've worked with us as kind of this third party institution with a you know local university. So I think, you know, they understand or have come to understand just how multifaceted this challenge is. And this project allowed them to say, OK, let's take some you know local ownership of the concern around speeding and try to, you know, uh, educate and bring the community itself into this solution. And, you know, what came out of uh, that with the Estrella Superbombs is that uh, is a campaign called No Need to Speed. And, you know, one of the highlights from my perspective was getting uh, the middle school involved, uh, Estrella middle, middle School, because uh, they had an art contest. And I believe it was over 70 entries uh, into the art contest to create a logo for their local campaign. And uh, there was a seventh grade girl who came up with kind of a graphic design that she did on computer that was voted as, as the best design and adopted for the campaign. The uh, school district had adopted it to put on the school buses, but it was a very creative effort too that again engaged, in this case, middle school kids in the project itself. So all members of the community can help make a difference when we bring them together this way. Well, I want to ask each of you just the, the question, uh, if you have a story, a favorite story of what's happened just in this first year of working on this project, what would that story be? <laughs> okay, well, uh, I just... Probably, probably the thinking about this is supposed to be a local program, right? For local community. My history is thinking about how this message can go more far away than just local. And probably it was because thanks to our Taller del Foie, uh, kids, our group of kids around, 
and probably because other communities being on our our event. Uh, but it was great. I've been driving to west of the area. Our event and our campaign, it was on 24th Street and Thomas. And I just, I was driving on the West 63 Avenue and Van Buren, totally West. And just outside to the school, follower school, it was our sign, check your speed. And I felt great. And they put it just exactly outside of the door. Uh, you know, just for the cards, you know, check their speed. So it was great. It was wonderful. I took a picture and I feel like, wow, definitely it wasn't a local event. Well, I think, I think, you know, when you plant a seed, sometimes you don't know uh, where that's going to go to. Cause it reminds me personally, uh, our daughter, her name is Erin and, uh, she was working on a project with a national organization when she was in college and she was in South Carolina and she saw a keep kids alive, drive 25 sign. And she takes a picture of it and sends it to me. And, uh, and I knew why it was there because I had worked with the community and all, but for her to just kind of come across that in a very random way in a, a state very, very far away you know, from where, yeah. where she's from and everything. Kind of makes you feel good that the message is getting out uh, in other places. Mylin, you you had a story. I don't think it's a specific story. I think one of the most rewarding things of working with both communities has been to get to know the stories of the people more deeply and to also make those connections. I think that sometimes working for government it feels like people are hesitant to reach out or they don't understand who to reach out to, or there is an implicit understanding that their concerns are not going to be taken care of. And it has been so rewarding to get those relationships going with school districts, with the neighborhoods, with the churches, with ASU, and even um, I've had some calls with Eric where I'm asking him for help on something. He can provide resources or uh, someone else can reach out to me and I can provide resources. I've done it with Teresa where she's telling me ideas that she has. They're no longer necessarily traffic uh, related, but I can connect her to the city department that does that kind of work um, so that they can start to get more change in their neighborhoods. And I think that has been so wonderful. I would say that from my perspective of Keep Kids Alive, Drive 25, we're entering our 24th year. And, you know, one of the things that I, I think is so good when communities partner with so many different partners to create a campaign that, as Mylin mentioned, that uh, relationships are formed and conversations are had. And, you know, what started out as a conversation about speed in the neighborhood you know, turns into a conversation about other concerns that need to be addressed. But I think the key thing in there is that the relationships that are formed allow that to happen. Because I've, I've uh, always said since the beginning uh, of our organization is that, uh, you know, I've never gone to a neighborhood meeting where somebody stood up and said, you know, people don't drive fast enough in this neighborhood. We, <laughs> we, we, we really should increase the speed limit or something like that. 
They don't, they're not thinking that way. They're not talking that way. But kind of my point around that is that if we can address an issue, say, like speeding, that there's really some commonalities that we all have as, as people who live in neighborhoods. We're all concerned about what happens on the street in front of wherever we live. And so uh, when we can come together to address an issue that, you know, hopefully isn't a real hot button issue and one that is going to increase the tension, well, the residual effect of that can be that other important issues within the community can surface as well. And we're in a position to actually talk about them. And, and that's a good thing. If I might, Tom, that would I mean that would be my story, too, is that, you know, we always say the best relationships move at the speed of trust and, you know, trust comes from connectivity and knowing each other and, and, you know, following through on what you say you'll do and, and building those relationships just by starting this dialogue, as you, as you mentioned, the school, the middle school did take on elements of this campaign. They brought in the young people, the students to do the contest for the logo and the, and the slogan. Well, that educated their parents. They went home and said, you know, hey, we've uh, you know, we're doing this campaign. And why are we doing the campaign? Because, you know, sometimes the parents in the school zone or in the neighborhood are some of the people that are that are speeding. So I think once you start this and do it in a way that is inclusive and you know, equal and, and brings people to the table. You never know where it could lead. And and you also just don't know what your ripple effects are. And I think that's what we learned with the school district and the police department and others kind of taking on elements of the campaign. Some of those things happened, some didn't, but it's at the core, you know, we had the banners up at the middle school itself and those parents were, were educated and involved. So, you know, I think there is a lot to this uh, approach of, of being very inclusive and uh, very solutions oriented. I, I need you to repeat that because I need to get it myself for the relationships grow at the speed of trust or so, so we we say and I, I have borrowed this from someone else but the the best partnerships move at the speed of trust okay the best partnerships move at the speed of trust that i this is a takeaway for me <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm i'm definitely going to use i'm definitely going to use that in a presentation or when i'm just <laughs> talking with people because uh i just think that it just makes all the sense in the world to appreciate that that trust needs to be built up in the first place so that you can get where you want to go. I think it's on all sides and in a lot of different directions too. Oftentimes, you know, community organizations, community members don't have a lot of spare time to, you know, to work on these issues. And so, you know, you just, one thing we have to recognize is that it's not going to happen just on the pace of a project or what we, you know, or say it's going to work on. We're going to meet the needs of, of where folks are coming from. Well, as you think about it this afternoon, we've gotten another round of funding from General Motors. And if you're just thinking about, oh, you know, what's some good that we could do with uh, the money in the future? I know we've got to get a lot more people involved in the conversation about what we do and everything. But just as you think out loud today, you know, what are some next steps that you'd like to see happen? Teresa, what would you like to see happen that hasn't happened yet? Well, um, I'll be probably wanted to continue this our campaign probably i wanted to see a follow up on this great experience and project that we had 
And I said project because we are still working on it. One of the things, for example, Perry Fort neighborhood being on the Christmas parade this past 4th of December and keep kids alive with Tractor Speed being on that parade with our kids. Well, that's good to hear. That it was great to see, you know, our kids with their t-shirts and their sign, you know, on that parade. Because it's Christmas, but we trying to still continuous with this message to the community. And probably to give a follow up, a survey, you know, to the community, how they wanted to continue this campaign. What did they find on benefits on their families? How they can get information or education from the kids to the parents, maybe, you know, what to hear me, what the, the kids uh, tell or sharing with parents about it. And what about a second grade event to notice to the community their check their speed is here still? I guess is this something continues. Mylin, uh, how about you? Uh, as you think about this from your perspective as a pedestrian safety coordinator and your role with the city, uh, what would you see as some maybe logical next steps that neighborhoods can take? I think uh, one of the parts of the campaign that I really enjoyed was that both neighborhoods use their resources and their children to come up with graphics and the message from the campaign. Uh, it is something that uh, part of our team works with, with schools. Unfortunately, since the pandemic, we haven't been able to be going out to schools and teaching on a lot of our curriculum in terms of pedestrian safety and traffic safety. But I would like to see more of that involvement of our youth in those campaigns, in them telling us what a safe street feels like. A lot of government is dictated by what the adults think and feel without much regard of who's coming next. And I think uh, much of the wisdom that I've seen in my years working in government, and it's the simplest w wisdom. Right. It has come from children. So that is something that I really uh, would like to see more as part of this this effort. I, I think what that brings to mind for me is just those words, the human factor. I was doing a uh, presentation as part of a Safe Routes to School conference, and this was probably 15 years ago or more. But there was a traffic engineer and he was part of the panel and he had this PowerPoint presentation and he was showing us this intersection that they had designed. And he said, this is the perfect intersection. This is the perfect intersection. I mean, from an engineering standpoint, you could not design a better intersection. There was just one thing we forgot. And that was how people were actually going to interact with the intersection, <laughs> which was the human factor, which he, he pointed out was the most important thing. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we can uh, you know, we think, okay, we're designing things that, you know, from perhaps an engineering perspective, they meet all the specifications. It looks great. We need to uh, know how people are going to interact with that. And that's why, you know, getting the input from uh, human beings of, uh, of any age is so important in that. You know, for me, it reminds myself of, um, and I don't know if this is a uh, good example or not, but I'll just toss it out there. 
you could build a basketball court and uh, then you could hire referees and then you could bring a bunch of kids in to play basketball, but they don't know the rules. They don't have the skills. They don't, and so you give them a ball and it's like, well, you know, we created this space and we've got the enforcement, we've got the referees here. So we've engineered it, we've got the enforcers, but we haven't done the education piece. You know, that uh, this is what you have to know how to do in order to be able to exist in this space or play in this space or make this space work. I think probably a constant ongoing challenge, uh, no matter where we are, not only in America, but in the world in terms of uh, traffic safety is how do we interact in these spaces, whether we be a motorist, a pedestrian, a cyclist, kid playing in the yard, somebody walking around uh, the neighborhood, walking their dog, or just taking a walk. How do we work together to interact in these spaces in such a way that uh, we respect each other in those spaces and that we do uh, everything that's in our power to do to act in ways that will keep ourselves and other people safe. So kind of to wrap up uh, our conversation today, is there anything that you've thought of during the conversation or maybe you're thinking of now that if you said, wow, if we finish the conversation and I didn't say this, I, I would be disappointed. I think when you were talking, Tom, I was reminded of something I saw in a different conference a long time ago that said, the, the safer streets are the ones that we are comfortable sending our children on their own or our parents, our senior parents on their own to do the things that they need to do every day. And a lot of the traffic engineering in this, in, in this country has forgotten a lot about that. And it's very focused on people in their vehicles. So, um, I think the beautiful part of this campaign is the fact that it has, uh, we've been able to bring that human factor that you have expressed here and seeing this graphics that kids have created is so different from seeing those cold, regulation standard FHWA approved signs that we see everywhere because it gives the community touch. And when you see those uh, wrapped on a bus or on a front yard, it looks like, yes, uh, there was some thought put into this and the community is coming together to think about this and it makes you think differently about it. Well, thank you. You know, I don't know if anybody from the Federal Highway Administration would be listening but, you know, if you are, maybe there's a little tip there that in coming up with signage for the future, you know, maybe we need to gauge a few grade school kids and middle school kids who just have an artistic bent and a creative bent. And, uh, you know, they may be able to send a message in a much more powerful way than, uh, than we can otherwise. How about you, Eric? Two thoughts. One, and I love this part about how the organization and, and, and the groups address um, the issue of pedestrian or cyclist safety, because I think in Maryvale and in you know the Estrella community, pedestrian transportation, right, or being able to access public transportation, it's not just a recreational activity. I mean, this it's a core um, way that people get around young people as well as as older folks. So that's a I'm not sure all communities look at it that way, but um, that's certainly something I've learned is that this is kind of a core function of people's lives. And then the second thing, I'll just underline what was said earlier, the fact that these projects 
did as much as they did and got as far as they got during the pandemic is just remarkable. I mean, it, it overcame all kinds of, you know, constraints to be able to meet, to be able to work with one another. And and what I really love about what the super moms have done is there's a lot more work to be done just based on the planning that we put together, you know, during that conversation, uh, additional work with the school districts, additional work to, you know, to kind of move the issue out further. So just amazing. I, I think it really does reiterate for me just how powerful it is when the local community is in, is empowered um, to do this work. And, and is, again, just remarkable that it happened with all these challenges. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I I feel a particular need to just affirm all the partners who uh, have been involved thus far and will continue to be involved as we go into year number two. And hopefully, you know, maybe at the end of next year, we can circle back and, and have a, another conversation about what's happened out of that. Because, you know, I mentioned earlier that uh, I really considered myself to be a, a more of a facilitator in this process. It's, you know, it was not my job to, to dictate this or that to anyone involved in the project, you know, but hopefully to help facilitate the opportunities to uh, bring the local community together, which I think, you know, it happened almost seamlessly in a lot of ways at all, because it's just amazing to see all the partners that came together and that have a commitment to making the community better from a traffic safety uh, standpoint. And I look forward to seeing where we can go from uh, here. What I feel is really important at this point is how the community or pedestrian be part of these uh, voice. You know, it's like it, this campaign is a voice. And sometimes they probably wanted to do something, but they don't know how. So at this moment, what I really wanted to say, one of our big uh, partner definitely was Keep Kids Alive and to have to trust on our team to do this big project. And definitely uh, it was a huge help from my lane. Like I said, when I started, we even didn't know zero anything about it. So... It was a really big experience and it's not only mine or just like for one or two person. I can say it was a big experience for the whole community. So I want to thank Mylin and Teresa and Eric for joining us today for this uh, episode of the Keep Kids Alive podcast. For those who would like more information about how to begin a campaign in your own community, please feel free to visit our website at keepkidsalivedrive25.org, or if you like the short version, it's kkad25.org. Lots of information there, and you can also email and get our contact information from the website as well, because we're happy to work with any communities that have a a heart and hope for transforming what happens with uh, traffic safety education in your community. So thank you very much for listening and thank you to our guests as well. Please visit kkad25.org to find out how you can support Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 and get involved by following on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, it's about kids. It's about safety. It's about caring. 
It's about time. 